Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? And it's welcome to a very special edition of Writer on the Road. Today we are going to have all the fun in the world and I'm going to learn how to get rich and you guys are going to see actually how little expertise I have. I'd like to welcome, I have four guests with me today and we're going to be talking about a Christmas box set called Romancing the Holidays, uh, which everyone here today has actually contributed a novella to. Our stories are about our novellas but more, I'm interested in how this whole project has come about, how I got involved in it, and how damn silly I am with the um, things that go on behind the scenes in making these things happen. So I've got four experts here today with me. One of them's half asleep because she went out Christmas partying last night, but that's all right. And I'd like to welcome... I'm going to read out all your names, guys, and then I'm going to come back and introduce you one by one. I have with me the beautiful Kate Nolan from Mississippi, it sounds like. We're going to do our game show, game, game show thing. Uh, Tracy Peterson from Melbourne, Sherry Marks from Kentucky, and Joanne Dannon from Melbourne as well. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, that was really <laughs> pathetic. If I was a teacher, I'd say try that again. Good morning, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. See, I get to be. I love having all these people to talk to. It's great. And they've got to put their hand up if they want to talk to me. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, I'd like to start with you, Kate, um, because you seem to be very knowledgeable when it comes to all this behind the scenes. Kate can crunch numbers and statistics and all that sort of stuff, everybody. So I'm actually going to keep put her on my keep list. Uh, Kate, you have been, along with Joanne, I guess, and I hate to say this, are you guys the main driving forces behind this box set idea that has given me many? a sleepless day uh well uh, it was here. oh sorry yeah, go ahead. i was actually going to say no this actually came about um quite a while ago with jolene who's unfortunately not on a call who did the call out for um uh, writers and so that's how we all came together and somehow i ended up taking it on so i don't know there was just i don't know everyone just you volunteered really nicely. we let you yeah, <laughs> I think everyone just kind of pushed me forward or they put their hands down and I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm now leading this and um, it was originally Jolene's idea and that's how we all came together, which is really nice. She did the call out and we all came together and I think it's really nice to work with other people because as we were discussing before when we were offline, everyone's got really good um, knowledge and it's great to share that, like what we were talking about with Kate, which I know we're going to talk about now, her insights are really interesting and you only get that by talking with other writers. You can't just get it from a book or from online unless someone's blogged about it. You need that and that's what's great about these box box sets where you're sharing information. 
Yeah. And everybody, I've got to tell you that I've read the books and I've read the blog posts and I've come across this lot and I haven't got a clue what any of them are talking about. And I'm assuming if I haven't, um, some of you out there may need the same information that I have. So I've got these guys here and we're going to pick their brains and they're going to tell us everything they know so that next Christmas we're ready. We've got to start about July, guys, I can tell you. I came into this very, very late and made the biggest um, fool of myself. But uh, if everybody on this um, podcast today stays quiet, none of you will ever know. Uh, Kate Nolan, I'm just going to read the little blurb from your book. Uh, Now, this, everybody, this is so you race out and buy the books because we need to race up some kind of charts and get ourselves rich. I read something about we've got to make 2,000 sales to break even on this thing. Um, The box set's 99 cents, by the way. So I'm going to entice you in with... um, Kate's little blurb here called Dance with oh Dance Me a Dream. Jace Applewhite is home for the holidays, helping out on his family's Christmas tree farm, enjoying some much needed downtime between semesters of grad school. He's intrigued by the sexy and serious uh Sometimes we've got crackling in the background there. Um, he's intrigued by the sexy and serious barista from the Daily Grind, but she's got a hands-off vibe that can be seen from miles away. Tara Honeycutt missed most of her college years being the single parent to her two younger siblings. I'm doing a really bad job of this too. Working multiple jobs, she's forgotten what it's like to be a normal 20-something. All her focus is on giving the kids some new holiday, holiday memories. When a major gas line breaks, leaving them with no heat, no hot water and no way to cook for Christmas, Jace invites Tara and her sibs out to Applewhite Farm. Will a good old-fashioned farmhouse Christmas be enough to get Tara to give him a second glance? Everybody, that is an amazing blurb. Writing blurbs is really hard. Kate has actually has a novella writing course that we're going to speak to her about. But first of all, Kate, tell us about your story. Um, okay, well... Uh, I actually wrote this last year um, because I am, I'm a Christmas movie addict. I really like, I binge watch so many of them from the moment Thanksgiving is finished. And last year I, I really couldn't find anything that was just what I wanted to watch, or at least not anything that I hadn't already seen 7,000 times. Um, and I really, really love like the Hallmark Channel Christmas movies because they've got that real, you know, just like warm, feel good family vibe. And so I sat down and I had this sort of kernel of an idea. Katera was this side character in one of the other novels in my wishful series. And I started wondering, you know, like, you know, she, she needs, she needs some oomph. She needs somebody to, to give her back what she's, what she's sort of lost here. Cause she's taken on all these responsibilities. And, uh, and so then Jace kind of popped into my head and, uh, I had the greatest time sitting down and ripping out their story. Uh, because uh, she is actually a professionally trained uh, ballerina, and uh, she had to give up her career to come home and take care of her, her half-siblings. And so it's this, this whole sort of sweet kind of thing of him uncovering all these layers that she has, has hidden and, uh, and giving her, her back uh, something that she kind of felt like she lost. And So that was sort of my motivation behind, behind writing the story. Yeah, don't we love a romance, everybody? These stories are really, really great. I've got to admit, I've I've had a little poke around uh, a few of them, and they are they are beautiful. They're the kind of thing that I used to read um, back in the olden days when I used to be in love with um, people's friends and women's weekly romances and all that kind of stuff. Except these are written um, nowadays. All right. We 
are back together. I have Kate, Tracy, Joanne. We have lost our Kentucky friend, but we are trying to have a chat about our box set, our Christmas Romancing the Holidays box set. Uh, Kate Nolan, very quickly, tell us what you've been doing behind the scenes to get this box set in the bestseller list. Well, um, one of the things that, that I have had a whole lot of fun doing is putting together uh, a lot of little teaser graphics uh, and that kind of stuff. I like doing graphic design. It's one of the things that relaxes me. Uh, so I put together a few little uh, little graphics that kind of highlights uh, each individual uh, story within the set. Um, uh, each, each of us, well, and I hope this doesn't confuse anybody because we have like our, our full box set cover. And then we each have individual covers uh, for for each of our stories. And so I was trying to create images that kind of highlighted both. So I hope people know what they're looking for uh, when they actually get to the retailers. Um, but I think one of the one of the big things that we've all been working really hard on is trying to coordinate all of our efforts to get the word out and and use our various and sundry platforms because everybody has their their own strengths, whether that's Facebook or Twitter or their core newsletter or whatever. And uh, so everybody is, is trying to figure out what, what they can, what they're bringing to the table that, that really leverages the most impact to get the word out. Yeah. Now everybody in this uh, little box set has been there, be, doing, been doing their bit. Everybody to to get this thing up and running, and it's really what I wanted our podcast to be about today. We'll introduce all our stories, but really to get a project like this up and happening, that that collaboration is just amazing. Uh, as we heard earlier, or hopefully we heard earlier, if we can manage to save the the dialogue, uh, Joanne has taken over the the running of this little box set. Joanne. Has has this wonderful talent for organising people, and I'm going to keep her for that very reason. Joanne, tell us what you've had to go through to get all of us going in the same direction all of the time to meet deadlines. Um, thank you. Uh, I was a project manager in my corporate life, and I think that that sort of held me in good stead to manage this box set. Really, it's the thing is, everyone says to me, oh, you know, romance writing must be so nice and you're sitting around. It's like, it's not like that. This is a business. The best bit is that we're writing about romance, which is amazing and wonderful and we all love it. But the actual being the romance writer is a business and people forget that. And so I'm managing this as a business because we all want to do well. There's no use just putting out a box set and just putting it out into cyberspace and hoping that everything will be fine. It won't. So we, this is a project, and for anyone who's been a project manager, that's how I've been running it. So we have our people on board. We have timelines. This has to be communicated to make sure that people keep to our timelines. I've been pretty good. Most people have kept to them. Sometimes there's a bit of follow-up. But making sure the books are done, make sure that they're edited, getting the cover organised, getting all the things that we need locked in, and then also distributing workload between us. So as we are talking before, Kate has um, helped us with the cover. She's done these absolutely gorgeous little teasers for that we can use on our social media. I mean, she's so talented. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Then we have Tracy who's taken over all the um, advertising and that's, that's very time-consuming as well. So everyone's done their little job so we can get this going. I can't do it all but I'm sort of in charge 
doing certain areas and then I'm giving um, all the other jobs to other people. And then, for example, Heather's taken on some other advertising. So we've defined our roles and that is really what a project works. Like if you see that in any other business, that's how a project works and that's how we're managing it. Yeah, and uh, I've got to tell you that I'm going to lie low on a few of those things that Joanne touched upon, Uh, things like keeping to deadlines, things like editing, things like um, being part of the team that I sort of did not quite get the hang of in time. And I had to thank another lady in here called Tracy Peterson who had to come and save my ass. Uh, <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> you've obviously read a few of the books because you you saved mine. Well, huh. you saved it from total destruction. You didn't save the, the actual, um, we won't go there. Don't read mine, everybody. Just read everybody else's. Uh, welcome, Jolene. Jolene has just turned up. Uh, good to have you with us today. Okay, Jolene's here somewhere. She she will be back. Uh, Tracy, tell us what your role in all this has been because Tracy's the one who, when I'm coming in last every time, she's not far behind me. <laughs> yeah, I do make a habit of coming in last. Um, can't hear you, Tracy. Sorry. Oh, can't hear me? No. Oh. Speak okay. up. Thanks. I am, I am. Um, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. All right, I'll just turn the volume up a bit. Um, I do tend to skid in last with those things, things like blurbs and uh, teasers, Kate will know. Um, but well, I, do um, I, I don't personally uh, have so that. I was, um, but that's the um, yeah, fun part about through, being a writer is that to, you can, um, almost you can certainly um, create a, a story really good. such it was as nice this in a small read, town. Um, where that would be authors, possibly scandalous, who knows, you online. know, it might be, it might um, not be, depending on the And day. I thought that was <laughs> a particularly fun thing about the box set was that we didn't even have to all be in the same country or living near each other and we could all join up and and put out um, something on a similar theme, so that was cool. Yeah, and um, we've got Jolene who has just turned up with us. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I um, this is the first box set that I've ever participated in. And I was excited to kind of learn the process at this point. I wasn't quite sure where to jump in. And um, mostly my role has been in advertising, making sure that I'm hitting those deadlines, doing my best to do that. I have a day job where I hang out with a bunch of teenagers all day long as a teacher. And so um, most of my writing uh, time is squeezed count. in in the evenings in an hour here and there. That's one of the, the things that I find that um, in this business so often you are reunited with taking on many different now, roles on, and trying to create a, a job. For me, at least, a second job to create any kind of product that people want to pick up and read. Um, well, I, I have just on Facebook yeah. added some okay, so ads for the particular box set, um, putting it out everybody. there, hopefully, and so I watch people to a good and audience that picks it up and, and enjoys Hallmark movies and enjoys those kinds of things. When you're setting up those Facebook ads, you, you definitely have to find your targeted audience and hopefully send it out to them.
uh, teacher. The life of a teacher, isn't it really, really good fun? I finish in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in advertising, Sherry, you've um, you've taken on some of that that role for us, have you? Yeah, and Tracy uh, had some exciting news for us yesterday. Can you share with us uh, where we are on the paid getting rich list on Amazon and what that means? Because when Tracy came up with this everybody yesterday, I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Um, but apparently we're doing really well because we're really clever. Uh, so when you're listening to this, please go out and buy the box set so we can get rich. Uh, Tracy, what were you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I was just pointing out yesterday that I uh, sent a note out to my subscriber list and let them know that the box set was available. Um, of course, I messed up the link, which made me laugh, but they're used to me doing that to them by now. Um, so I sent that out and then resent it a few minutes later, and I actually had a handful of people email me and say it wasn't working. So that was a good sign that they were actually trying to um, have a look at it, click through and see what I was talking about. Um, but I talked us all up and I had actually checked the the ranking in the paid Kindle store. So you can see that on uh, the book page of what ranking we were. And we were around, I think around 50,000, 55,000, something like that. So I sent out the email and um, went off to the writer's uh, night that I was going to. And then I checked it a couple of hours later and we dropped I right am. down. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? or something. It, it was quite a big drop. Very good. So and we're in the top just... 100 of anthologies or something, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah, the three categories that we had, we were um, <laughs> less than 100 in each of them. So I was just pointing that out to the group that, hey, did anyone else send anything out? What Something's happened. When it's your own book, you can kind of see. So um, if I send that out on, Ooh, on one of my own books, okay. I can see my sales well, page. I know what um, I've sold because we're in a group a and it's story done through about a third party. A um, I don't have a visual on that. So, a successful in the sense that she has just, just about everything she can um, want except okay, what, the, what are the right three man. Categories? Uh, and uh, um, all of the Jonathan basic issues that that causes. So um, she goes off to um, the for a Christmas vacation and ends up having to go by herself uh, instead of with the girlfriend um, that she was planning okay, with. Okay, literature and fiction is because we have got a doctor in our midst. Um, we are going to do step really, really well. Now. I'm going to go so on a that's Everybody, the this is part of, of the thing that I notice indie authors do best is, is they're very switched on to what's happening Oh, we, behind you. the scenes, what works, what doesn't. Thanks. Becoming au fait with uh, the the numbers game is part of what makes everybody successful. Doing pre-orders, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. I'd never heard of any of this stuff. And then Joanne's come on and I've just learnt so much in the last few months. If anyone gets a chance to be part of an anthology, you actually pick up on all the expertise, which is what these guys are saying earlier. I've got a team with me here today uh, who know so very, very much about 
the indie publishing game, and that's come through ever since I've met Joanne and I've had her on the podcast a few times now. It's worth linking up with someone who knows what they're talking about, especially when you're a klutz like myself. Uh, Joanne, how do you feel when you have to teach everybody everything over and over again? Well, actually, I I ended up uh, not doing a whole lot. It's also nice to learn from everyone. I was there in the beginning, and then my own life kind of took a few turns here and there. I feel like I'm still learning, and I still learn from other people. Thankfully, yeah. Joey and, 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 um, and Kate and yeah. you know um, Tracy Jolene, and all the others jumped in and picked up all of the pieces. Uh, I wouldn't have liked to been finding my way through it piece by piece anyhow because I've right never done one before. But, they're all over the place, um, but basically we're trying you know, to thankfully help everybody there were a whole lot um, of good understand the process to, of collaboration uh, and make box sets. Uh, Jolene, I haven't got your blurb here. You're going to have to tell us about your book. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and I just read it. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's Joanne. I've read it. Joanne, it's really okay. nice. <laughs> nice. It's really nice. Well done, yeah, Jolly. I liked it too. Yeah, and it's got a fantastic cover, everybody. The thing that really attracted me to this one was it's got a, a fantastic cover. Joanne's has got a fantastic cover. I've just found it, and it's called Serendipity, and it's called A Christmas Fairy Tale. Lauren Watson was the girl who had everything. At least that's the way the outside world saw her. Beautiful, smart, independent. She had a great job, owned her own penthouse condo and had tons of friends and there was no shortage of great-looking guys around to date. I like this girl, but then it all turns to putty. <laughs> as, as it does in romance novels, it all turns to putty. Uh, guys, there's some fantastic stuff happening here. Joanne, uh, sorry, Jolene, what was your role in pulling this, podcast, uh, sorry, pulling this um, box set together? Yeah, and it's amazing. Box sets seem to be a dime a dozen on the internet at the moment and I can't believe, and Joanne knows how I feel about this, you know, you've got six or seven novels all, and you get 99 cents between um, seven people and you just go, how has this come about that in order to compete you have to give your, give your work away for a few cents? 
Uh, but it would appear that it's a common trait because everywhere I look now I see Christmas box sets for 99 cents with, you know, up to 10 novels. Uh, and I think I was looking at someone, uh, a box set with uh, Joanna Penn and some top thriller authors. And I think with even the top uh, indie publishers in the world or indie authors in the world, they had, I think that box set was something like two ninety nine or something. So I'm guessing it's just readers have come to expect um, this giveaway price. Um, Joanne, tell us about it. I think that that's really what it Jolene, oh, sorry, Joanne. Joanne, no, Joanne loves this topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm still learning. I think I was just going to just taking a back step for a sec. I was lucky that um, I'd already done two box, two three box sets before, so that gave me some insight in how with managing this one. It just seems that there's an expectation now by readers, and I don't know. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. Do they expect it because the authors have been offering cheap box sets or are the box sets cheap because that's what the readers will pay for? I'm not really sure. I don't think anyone really knows the answer for that one. But it just seems if you have a look at all the Christmas box sets, that's the price for it. And it's hard to be competitive when you are a lot more expensive than and two ninety nine really isn't a lot for a box set, um, but there's an expectation that the box sets are ninety nine cents, and I think readers forget that we've all taken the time to write a book, which takes time, even if it's a novella. Uh, they've been professionally edited. We've got we've paid for a cover. We've paid for a, a box set cover, and you know we do need to be paid for our time, but. On the other hand, the readers don't want to pay for that. So I don't know. At the moment, look, we're just hoping that if we can sell enough of these, then it can just cover our costs. Um, and I think that's just really where the direction is of um, e-books are. Yeah, and it's look, it's an interesting topic and it's something that we bring up here all the time on the podcast. Uh, I can see as an experience doing these box set, it really makes you lift your game and one of us, including especially me, didn't lift her game as much as she should have. Uh, Tracy, I'm not letting you talk today for that very reason. Uh, we we think that over time um, maybe people will begin to appreciate, um, you know, the value of, of our literary efforts, I guess. Um, but in the meantime, we've got a big marketplace out there. Uh, it's um, Distribution is just an amazing thing. Who took care of the distribution for us? I know we had to put it up with somebody and then I don't know what happened after that. Okay, so what happened is is that you are responsible, so whoever the lead is is responsible for getting that out there. Um, Jolene and I made a decision that we were going to use a third party. We just felt that it worked better uh, with the distribution to using a third party. They do take um, a part share of our profits, but they also do quite a lot of work as well. And uh, we just felt that it worked better since we're all in different countries uh, you can do everything yourself, but in saying that, there's still a lot of work to do. Everyone's, you know, as we've talked about, people have got day jobs, we've got other things to do. There's only so much that we can all take on and we've still got all the promotion and advertising. I've, I'm getting in trouble here, Joanne. Uh, Kate's put a little hand up, everybody. I was, you're right, I was snoozing. Kate, talk to us. Kate? She's on mute. <laughs> oh, there you go. I finally answered. Oh, here she is. I actually wanted to circle back around to the idea of the the cost of the box set and values in box set because 
it is short-sighted to look only at the actual monetary value of what you're getting out of like each individual sale. Nobody is going into box sets to make mass money. That's that's not the point. For for authors, the benefit of box sets, and of course, certainly the hope of anybody who goes into them, is that you and will I'm, hit just one to piggyback of the on that as well, USA um, Today, the, the New book York that Times, I or wrote in, for the anthology is actually in a series level um, of, that I have already started, and so the know, idea is, of course, that readers that I haven't so, you know, you, you have met that yet on would the read the book in the readers pay attention to box stuff like set, that. and then hopefully search out for other books in that same series. So it is kind of getting yourself out there to an audience authors maybe is haven't that you're met hopefully yet. cross-pollinating readership so that you're expanding your newsletter, expanding uh, your audience, which is ultimately always going to be the next step. No matter what efforts you're making, you always, always want to be growing your audience and pulling in new people who are going to start at the beginning of whatever series or books that you're writing and go all the way through. So you can't look at just the income from the single title because there's value way beyond that. At least if it's no, not I right. agree. Yeah, that's a really good point because that's the thing. Like, for example, you know, when you send it out, maybe one of your readers who's never heard of me may read my book and like that and maybe look at other books. And same thing, you know, when I send out to my readers, you know, they may not know you. They go and have a look at you, may have get your free book and then find that, you know, that you're a must-buy author and buy all your books. I mean, that's what we're hoping as well. Okay, Sherry. Right. Uh, That comment was made back when you guys were talking a few minutes ago about, you know, the price of books and giving things away and trying to use them almost as like loss leader type things. And um, I really don't know where it's going uh, uh, any better than anybody else does. But Joanne, thank you very much for uh, that because I can certainly see the advantages of what you guys are talking about. And everyone, these are the things that we've got to think about. About, hurt themselves, uh, it's that exposure. Uh, giving away and I had a bit of a trouble so much, when Kate was talking about being able to say you're a bestseller. Uh, Tracy, how close do we get to being able to say that with our numbers yesterday? You know, it's one of those double-edged swords. More on that, I just watched the numbers. I don't know what they actually mean. It takes a long time I think when you're looking at USA Today and all those lists, I'm thinking you're looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of sales in just one week. Yeah, the typical pattern, um, like, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, all traditional books, traditionally published books, release on Tuesday. That's just the day. That is the nature of the, the industry. And so the sales cycle that these various and sundry lists use uh, to establish, you know, whatever their rankings are, run from Tuesday through the, through the following Monday. So it depends on which list, whether you're talking about USA Today, uh, New York Times, Wall Street, there are some others, and I can't remember the figures right off the top of my head, but it definitely takes like several thousand sales in that one-week span uh, to actually hit those lists. And there's, of course, all this competition from all these various, and you know, there's always new books, you know, that are constantly being released. So you have this perpetual competition and, and these efforts that you're trying to make to actually get seen. 
Well, look, I've got to tell you, everybody and everyone out there listening, can every one of you buy a book? I want to be a bestseller. When I grow up, I want to be a bestseller. So stop mugging around. Get out there and buy this thing. It's only 99 cents. I'm no longer quibbling about the price. Um, I'll give it away if it'll make us a bestseller. Actually, I'll pay you to take it. Uh, Jolene, you've made a comment here that books seem to be going through the same thing the music industry went through. That, that's that been happening for a while now. Where do you see this um, going? Sure. <laughs> yeah, and it look it's interesting. Um collaboration it would appear it comes up a lot on I guess the podcasts that I listen to nowadays is a very strong way of marketing yourself is collaborating with other authors. And as Kate said, um, by using each other's names and cross-pollinating our reading lists, uh, that is a really exciting way for indie authors to go. And as um, indie authors are becoming more and more known as influencers, I'm going to suggest that maybe this kind of thing is going to happen more often. Um, I know people sometimes collaborate on the same book, I know Joanna Penn has started to write romance novels with somebody and they'll be released in 2017. Has anyone in our group got any any projects coming up where you take advantage yeah. of this collaboration, um, whether it be... If I could um, add, I out, actually uh, have been doing this kind of project with um, a couple... I'm doing one. Couple, uh, quite a few authors. Yeah, what, are, what are you doing, um, uh, I've done three rounds. I'm getting ready to finish Christmas. the fourth where... Um, um, I worked with a friend usually of mine has to take who's someone, also in you know, lead and Scarlett Dawn. Dawn is the one and who we're has doing led a uh, most book, of the ones that I've been involved love. with. But we did um, one um, uh, Woodland Creek was that are from one uh, a town where shifters specifically um, but it's done by other um, seem to congregate so we've and done there that. many we've shifters and, and many different types and, and we basically each took on so a type of shifter and my, wrote a story around my that. Has her and it took place in the town. And then she has her happily ever after in the second one. But you've got the same characters, same things. It's actually really, really nice but you were like also um, yeah. creating a, a, a world a that kind of with stuff other where, yeah, six different authors um, used to write about authors the same and, town and of course the biggest part of the detail and was, that's when I was a voracious we had to work with a map of reader. the town we had to, to work with things. certain and I'm um, elements that were pretty much standard that, um, throughout each book and that was the hard part is just trying to coordinate all of those things with the next round we did Skeleton Key which is basically that each book just needed to could we involve write seven this particular skeleton key that got Absolutely. the characters oh, yeah. I think so. somewhere and then by the end of the book disappeared so that it could 
obviously go into the next book. Um, and in that one, you didn't have to coordinate as much. So it was, it was a fun project. I really enjoyed that one and was in that with probably, I want to say about, oh gosh, it, it was close to 30 other, 29 other authors, 30 total. And yes. And so, so the idea behind it was to, to cross promote, you know, and, and hopefully find, um, many different readers that you hadn't encountered yet. So it was a good, it was a good couple projects. Did that have 30 books in it, in that set? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I think that sounds really good. Sounds I think great. it's exciting. Yeah. Kate, come in because you are a novella expert. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to talk about actually this well, this ties into short novels rather than novellas, but I'm also participating in kind of a shared world collaboration. Uh, there is a big group of authors this year who began a, what was known as Camp Firefly Falls. Uh, and I was not one of the participating authors for this first round, but the basic premise is uh, of the story, the, the initial couple in the first, in the first book um, had met as children at this summer camp, Camp Firefly Falls, and, you know, later got married and whatever, and it's a kind of a uh, second chance romance where they end up buying the camp and turning it into a summer camp for grown-ups. And uh, I thought this was the greatest thing ever because, oh my God, I want to go there. I love summer camp. <laughs> and so this hit, this particular series, I read through all seven that, that came out this year, and they, uh, they just, they hit, they tickled my happy bones so much. And I, I was so nostalgic for about summer camp. And so when they made the call uh, for submissions for next year, I, I answered. And so I got, ended up getting picked as, as one of the, the, the group of, I think we have 13 coming out next summer. And it's so much fun because there's, there's this sort of big series Bible of, of all the details about the camp. But we have a whole lot of flexibility about what we can do within our stories. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And personally, I love this idea of shared world series because, of course, you know, in terms of like long term money makers, because writing is a long haul game. You want to have this 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 audience and whatnot. And so this this smart thing many times is to focus on, you know, one or two core series, depending on how quickly you can write. But of course, we all have eight million ideas all the time. 
And uh, I I think shared world series are a whole lot of fun and a good way to get to play around in worlds that aren't your own without the burden of having to develop a whole other series and being responsible for, you know, all the books in it. Uh, And I think that's one of the, I think we're going to end up seeing more of that. I hope we see more of that. I would like to see more of that as an author. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to tell you, everybody, I'm sitting here listening and I hope for you guys out there as well, especially if you're still with us. uh, This is really exciting stuff. And I started this podcast today to talk about our box set and our 99 cents and go out and buy it. But I think it's become so much more. I think this idea of writing being a long haul game, uh, collaborating, getting cross-pollinating our readers, all those kinds of things, they're the lessons that we, we're taking from this today. And I'm pretty excited and I'm jumping up and down and saying, can I play in the next set as well? Which makes me wonder, um, with the last set, I didn't do that well. So just be aware, everybody, that people judge you by your efforts and that your reputation could be destroyed before you start. Um, but I'm going to force these girl, girl, girls to forgive me and let me try again. Uh, Tracy, you've gone to sleep in the corner there, and I want to bring you in here. Uh, your book is called All About Us, and it's called Finding Sweet Love, Book 5. But what makes me curious is Tracy's known to me because she writes a little bit of she writes steamy stuff on a occasion under a name of Lola. And I'm reading a little blurb here, and it says... First of all, it says finding sweet love, and then the blurb is. Well, I don't think we coordinated them with the box set cover necessarily, um, which maybe you should have. Tell us about your book. At least I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Not Lola, Um, it's okay. But Um, uh, I was also (laughs) thinking that once (laughs) the box set was done, that these um, books could be published on their own. Yes, at least with the cover, I wanted something that wrote this book uh, especially for the box set it wasn't going to exist it was only that um, the opportunity came up to go in it and I thought what can I write and I chose to yeah make it the last book in a series that was um, pretty much done so it it was a nice change for me and it was a bit of a challenge to um, take the story a little bit further because I was finished with it in my head so that was um, a nice thing. And I really like the idea of um, that in Australia, Christmas is really hot and everybody thinks of a white Christmas and uh, snow and mittens and hot chocolate when they think of Christmas. But in Australia, we don't have that. We have um, often a Christmas day that's very, very hot. So I wanted to um, show that difference as well. Um, so I have a few travellers and things in my book that um, talk about how the plastic Christmas tree is um, rubbish and ruins Christmas for them and that kind of thing, all things that I've heard people say uh, to me. So that was the reason behind it. Um, and the same as um, someone else just said before, I, I was interested to write a book that might encourage my readers to go back and search for the rest of the series to see what it was. So it is a, still a standalone. You can read it if you um, haven't read any of the others. But um, it's, it's a carry-on of the main characters going away for their Christmas holidays with their family and the things that happen to them with the usual drama and fun of a romance novel. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. Like, the cover of this one is particularly attractive. I, I really, really like it. Uh, how important, and I don't know who's going to answer this, any of you, how important are these covers? Because, like, we're digital only, um, and I've always assumed covers are most important on um, print books, but nowadays the digital covers for our box set are just beautiful, yet they're put in this box that's blue. And I'm just wondering, it seems a bit incongruous. 
Yeah. And one of the things I see, oh, sorry, um, Kate, you come in first. Oh, I was just going to say that in kind of following up with, with Jolene, because most of us, I think, wrote a novella that tied into an existing series. So the individual covers that we have were all branded to fit with that because, sure, when the, when the, because the box set is time limited, it's not going to be there forever. And once it goes down, then we'll all probably be, you know, publishing them individually on our own uh, to go with our existing series. Okay. Yeah, and I was, I was going to add there, because we've got a Christmas box set, oh, bless you, whoever stays, bless you, um, we have our um, box set. It would be interesting to do one that was an evergreen box set as opposed to, a, um, I guess, an event-linked one. But I notice most box sets come out um, more event-linked. Is that, is that because you can get more traction? Um, it's Joanne here. I've actually done two other box sets that were not um, event linked at all. So one, well, I guess one was we did it for summer. The other one was just tied in actually with a theme. So we talked about wine and romance. So each uh, novella or novel had to be written towards a wine theme, had to have something to do with wine in it. Um, and that was really good. So, I mean, you've got both kinds and look, there are just so many box sets out there. I mean, there's just thousands of them. And look, some of them get um, taken off after a certain period of time and then they're replaced with thousands more. And you can see that even with the Christmas ones. But I think the Christmas is really popular. Everyone loves them. And that's why you see a flood of uh, – and, there, and there's all different types of Christmas. So you've got your paranormal, you've got your sweet, you've got your erotica. There's heaps of different subgenres that they're writing for. So I think there's something for everyone. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's the most exciting thing, and I think that's a great place to start winding this up um, because we're, we're hitting the 40-minute mark, and I notice that's about when I start to go to sleep. Uh, everybody, I think the box set that you guys have pulled together, um, totally without my help or input because I don't know any of this stuff, uh, we're now going to move into the marketing phase for the next six weeks. Has anyone got any last suggestions about what you do to really, really push this thing? Launch day is on the 25th of November and um, hopefully we'll have this out for everybody prior to then. What happens between now and Christmas as you really have to focus on marketing this thing um, for everything it's worth? Um, I think kind of one of the big things, at least for for this, because it's it's Christmas, everybody's loaded down with family obligations and uh, holiday parties and all of these things, last-minute Christmas shopping, and I'm panicking because I haven't started yet. Uh, I think that one of the tacks that I personally intend to be taking uh, in, in, in getting the word out is like these are things that everybody can relate to. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm behind, or, I, you know, I have this party, or I have this other thing. Uh, and what I kept thinking about with this is these are great little bite-sized stories. You know, you can sit down in an hour or so and, you know, read through one of them. So this is a great way to unwind. And so I really want think it should be approached as this, buy this as a gift for yourself so that you can sit down with your coffee or your tea or your hot chocolate by your fire or by the beach, depending on which hemisphere you're in, and take some time to do something for yourself and chill, because so much of the holidays, even if it's well-intended, often ends up being so very stressful. 
Yeah, and look, I've had a tradition, everybody, that every Christmas I get the Mills and Boone Christmas set and every Mother's Day I get the Mills and Boone um, Mother's Day set. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've always taken a bottle of champagne, a box of Ferrero Rocher chocolates and my box of Mills and Boons down to the local creek and that's always been my I'm Christmas right. day. I'm so sorry. I don't yeah. want to talk so about anyone, but um, I just no, I think I'm that sorry, it, once again, <laughs> coming back to the uh, idea that you're um, meeting uh, other yeah, readers, I was going to say I absolutely agree with that. Newsletters. That, wrote this, um, that this is available to your own personal readers or fully this set, once again uh, pull in no, 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 no. other okay. readers that you haven't quite come across yet. Um, I think no, that's it. If I had not gotten it done, you know, my world kind of caved in on me here this summer. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. So early is always better. Genre fiction top 100 as soon as I can write bestseller, everybody, I'll splash it all over the uh, Facebook so that everybody knows writing is we're in here for the long haul. <laughs> and collaboration really, really works and it has heaps of potential down the track. Uh, did I miss anything? I think that's really it. Uh, I think it's just everyone chipping in and everyone doing their bit. So we've already seen that, you know, um, had a look this morning and seeing what Kate's put out, which is really nice on her blog. And then, you know, everyone's doing their bit um, in doing the promotion and that's how it works. If everyone has to um, contribute and, and be pushing it and getting it out to their readers, that's how it yeah. does well. And it all starts with a good story. Sorry, someone was going to speak there. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I haven't got a newsletter, everybody. Yeah, no, so you lot put out to your newsletters and I'll just have to tell everybody. Tracy. Uh, I just wanted to say a really good piece of advice if we're talking to writers is to make sure you start early. And I think that's one thing that um, Joanne Jolie did particularly well is they started really early. Our writing deadlines were months ago. um, And if we hadn't have had those deadlines, we wouldn't be releasing next Friday. There's so much to do uh, and so much to get finished. And and we all think we're going to do it and then things pop up. But if you don't start early on a collaboration like this, um, you really struggle to meet your deadline. Yeah, and and the yeah, no go. <laughs> and just to add, oh, I was just going to say, just to add, if you get it done early, then you can send it out to um, advanced reader copies to your readers and get some reviews, hopefully, on that first day. I think I'm I'm not yeah, I'm not 100% sure but I don't think they can until then, so And it's also allowing the writer to be able to write. Like some of us write really well under pressure, looking at Tracy. I can't. I I I really need time to sit there and focus, work out, 
you know, the story that I'm going to write, I, I can't write under pressure. It won't that. work. <laughs> so for me, it was also just making sure that everyone who came on board had enough time. So whether they're a pressure writer that they can zip something up quickly or they can't, at least that there is time to do that. I think that's really important. And also when you're project managing, right. you need to allow enough time. Like I've seen some other box sets coming out. And you really only have like two months to write something and that's over Christmas and like everyone's busy, everyone's got things to do. So not all of us can do that and it's a shame to miss out on a set because you can't keep into their timelines. Yep. Yeah, and time, everybody. Yep, go. Have we got any reviews yet? No. We can't get them until launch day. No, until launch day. There'll be um we'll have to get them all posted then. Yeah, Amazon doesn't oh, allow it ahead of time. Yep. No, no. Unless you've done it Yep. No, not until launch day. All right, so um Look, I just sit here and learn because I don't know any of this stuff. I know what an arc is, but other than um, putting up reviews and all that kind of stuff, um, I am going to watch and learn and continue to take advantage of the expertise (laughs) and knowledge of bringing a group together. I think this has been a really fruitful exercise, everyone. I think we should do it again. I think the idea of an evergreen box set, especially riding around the world. I love the American accent. I'm so used to I guess we grew up on American romance. So when I read things about falls and creeks and all that kind of stuff. It sounds so American and I just love it. Um, I just want to read here our box set in Enchanting Christmas Reads, Romancing the Holidays, Serendipity, A Christmas Fairy Tale by Jolene Cazola, A Magical Christmas in Jerusalem by Joanne Dannon, Home for Christmas, well, we'll skip that one, Lost in Christmas by, let's see, Sherry Marks, Hollywood Snowfall by Heather C. Myers, Dance a Dream by Kate Nolan and All About Us with No Naughty Bits by Tracy Peterson. <laughs> 99 cents on Amazon now. Um, I suggest you all go for it. And maybe we could have a steamy box set, which would just be hilarious. Um, guys, you've been fantastic. Um, Kate's got one more comment about evergreen box sets. I was just going to say... Probably the primary reason that most people end up not doing evergreen box sets is just the pain in the butt that is the accounting because then you, you have to permanently like, you know, be able to split proceeds and deal with tax paperwork and all that kind of stuff, which is probably worse from country to country. I don't actually know how that works, which is part of the reason that we went with this uh, indie rights uh, group to kind of coordinate stuff. But that, that's the biggest reason most, most box sets are time limited. Yeah, Indie Rights, everybody, is where we've uploaded um, all our stories to. And I know when when I joined Draft to Digital, and I know, oh, excuse me, I know when I joined Indie Rights, you have to worry about putting in your tax forms. It's not difficult, um, but different countries use different um, wording for, for what is actually your tax file number um, in various um, shapes and forms. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I'm really excited that we can have half a dozen of us on here and talking. There may be some recording issues. We don't know. We don't care. I heard a couple of phones ringing. I know I couldn't turn off my mailbox, but the dogs didn't bark. Uh, thank you, everybody. It's time to say bye. Bye. Oh, oh, I've got to rip them up. Oh, I went to sleep. They all oh, sleep I was on, on mute. Yeah, they're on <laughs> mute. They're all muted. Goodbye, class. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Okay. And that's it from Rudder on the Road from our very special Christmas uh, box set edition. 